everyone, it's Kaya, and you're listening to Warmly. Warmly brings the heat back to conversations that went cold. We're going to talk about love, loss, people who drive us crazy, the careers we've built, the bridges we've burned, who we want to become, and so much more. Warmly exists to make space for the simple, the side-splitting laughter, the sorrow, the turmoil, and the plateaus in life. At the end of the day, Warmly exists to build a community that embodies vulnerability wherever you are, whoever you are, and however you got there, reclaiming power in our lives and over hardships we once felt powerless in. happy Christmas. Thank you for tuning in. Of course, my name is Kaya and I don't know if you celebrate Christmas. If you do, great. If you don't, I kind of just like the way that happy Christmas sounds more than happy holidays, but that is a topic for another day. I wanted to wish you a happy holiday and give you kind of a rundown of, wow, the last six months of Warmly. We're kind of nearly at that halfway mark, and I wanted to be able to share with you the top five episodes that have been streamed and snippets from each of those episodes, just in case you haven't already listened. Of course, I wanted to just give you a little bit of a preview or a little bit of a glimpse into what it's like to record for Warmly. Um, Many of you have kind of expressed a desire to be on Warmly and talk about something. In fact, there are some people that I've actually reached out to and, um, you know, asked if they would be interested in recording with me to talk about a very specific thing. And some folks have been a little hesitant and, and, they're curious about what the process looks like and ultimately what they would need to do to prepare for something like that. Hey there, it's Kaya and you're listening to Warmly. Warmly brings the heat back to conversations that went cold. Make sure you subscribe to Warmly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream so that you know the moment a new episode drops. You can also subscribe to Lately, the Warmly blog and newsletter by visiting warmlypod.com slash subscribe. All right, so I would like to talk about the top five streamed episodes of Warmly this year. I'm going to go through them kind of in order and then share with you a snippet from each of those conversations. So... The fifth, I'm going to go from from five down to one. Um, The fifth most streamed episode was called On Friendship and Mental Health with Wesley. Wesley is someone that I met via a dating app years ago, and we went on a few dates. We ended up deciding that we weren't for one another in that capacity, and we've just been friends ever since. The consistency I've found in my friendship with him has been very special and unique because we've never had the convenience of living in the same city. So his friendship has certainly been critical and especially my move here to Philly. But here is a little clip of mine and Wesley's conversation. Well, it's been a long time coming and here we are. I'm excited to be here. How are you? Can you just set the record straight that I did not bully you into this? Yeah, there, there there was no there was no coursing. Or did I bully you into this? No, you didn't. There was no bullying. Wesley is willingly, as an adult, participating in this podcast. Let the record show. Yeah, for the record, I am an adult. Biffles. <laughs> 
Which Sex in the City character am I? I'm passing on this too. <laughs> I'm not doing this. No, I need an answer right now. You cannot plead the fifth. Apparently that's only truly something that you can enforce in the courts. This is not a courtroom. You really won't tell me? If this was like Saved by, if this, if this was like Saved by the Bell, you'd be Lisa Tuttle. See, it's been a hot minute since I've seen Saved by the Bell, so I think you're just going to have to tell me what character I am on Sex and the City. <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it. I'm sorry. Describe the character. I feel like you're the, I feel like you're the, the tall redhead. Oh, no. Are you serious? I think. Oh God, we're gonna really have to edit that out. Can we can we move past this part and just edit it out? Next up, the fourth most streamed episode is called "On Being in Love, Being in Lies," and this is actually an episode that was just me and kind of one of my exes. Although I got creative, the story is actually about the last time that I was in love and. Honestly, I don't even know how to describe that episode without just directing you to it. Um, In that particular episode, I talk about the things that really drew me to this person and ultimately some of the things that I came to learn about who that person was after we broke up. You had it. it. 13. Yeah. 1989. Just two months and Seven days after I was born. That's right. The wonderful year of 1989, when we blessed the entire world with with our presence. Yeah, 1989 was a good year. How hard did you swoon? I swooned so hard I turned into a puddle. (laughs) 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 All right, so full disclosure, voice my mouth. She's an amazing woman. Like, I like, like... She's worth flowers, cards, and I should say flowers, cards, and candy. Season's <laughs> over. We're in Chattanooga. <laughs> that was weird. I didn't know if voice memo was that. I knew he wasn't from Atlanta, but I didn't know where he was actually from. But he claims Atlanta really hard, so I guess he hates Chattanooga. The third most streamed episode is called On Befriending the Other Woman with Marissa. And Marissa is someone who I met through the very unfortunate circumstance of learning that I was not in a monogamous relationship. Hi, Kaya. You probably don't know me, but I wanted to let you know about something woman to woman. I'm not sure if you and Jack are in an an official relationship, but it's clear from a few things he has told me and what I've seen on your Instagram that there's some kind of relationship going on. I've been seeing him since May 2018. Last night, we talked on the phone for about an hour and a half, and he said he wanted to continue on a friendship with me. He was adamant that he wanted to get to know me on a deeper level and stay friends, but I made it clear that I needed it to be platonic for my own sanity. This is also when he told me that you recently moved to Philly. I saw a picture of you two last year around this time and questioned it with him, and he denied everything, saying that you were dating his friend. He only recently admitted to me that you had been seeing each other at some point, but that it was over now. I was going to go ahead and just let things run their course, but my friends went ahead and found, and found more information. I saw the pictures where when he moved you up here from Tennessee, he told me during that time that he was going to Dallas to move his friend. And then when the two of you were in Mexico, he told me he was going with family. When he went to Wisconsin, he told me he was going to see family and for business. Clearly all lies. Maybe you know about all of this already, but I just wanted to give you a heads up because it seems like you guys are serious. This story goes deeper and longer, but I don't want to throw everything at you at once. I'm happy to answer any questions if you have them, or if you just write me off as a crazy person, that's cool too. Obviously, I don't want any sort of contact with him now after learning all of this today. I'm not doing this to be malicious, but I would want to know if it were me. 
the second most streamed episode. So I kind of cheated a little bit for this one because this was a two-part episode and both parts were actually two and three if we're being technical. So this was called On Deconstructing Everything You Once Knew. And this was with my college friend, Kristen. Kristen and I actually weren't super close in college. We've only really connected since then. But Kristen shared a lot about her story and really her journey of deconstructing her perspectives on faith, on marriage, and sexuality. As somebody who grew up in that environment where you were taught that you can only, you know, separate and divorce under certain conditions, like what was that like to consider an alternative option? And at what point did that like actually make its way into your mind as a reality? Wow. The biggest reaction to that question is when I discovered my own self-worth, that was when I knew I needed to go. And to dig into that, I think um, there were, I'll be really, really honest and say, so when I, when I left my, my ex there, I had cheated on him and I decided to cheat because I knew that that was my only way of Mm -hmm. getting out of something. I knew that that, and I tell Taylor this a lot, but I don't think I would have gone when I did. I don't think I would have left the abuse if I wouldn't have made a choice that I thought was unforgivable and I thought would put me in this ostracized, unforgivable category of like, okay, there's no turning back now. Because otherwise my stubborn ass wasn't budging and I, I thought I had to stay and I thought I had to work this out. During the four years we were married, I thought it was my fault. I could fix it. I just needed to do X, Y, or Z. I just needed to be better at this. And once I made the decision to cheat, I then made that decision and immediately it put me into this other mindset of, it almost removed me. It was almost like an existential thing. It removed me from the equation. And that was the only way I could see clearly. It was like, you have to, I had to do something drastic. And I felt like I was seeing myself from above. And I knew I had made this mistake, but I also could then see everything super clear. And then finally, the most streamed episode is with my dear friend, Jenna. Our very first episode, Jenna is a brilliant lady, someone who adores the Enneagram more than I do, and is someone that I think most people would describe as magnetic, brilliant, beautiful, and probably a healthy dose of quirky but not too quirky. It's kind of like, I don't know, I wouldn't outright describe her as quirky because I've met some pretty quirky people that are a whole different breed, but yeah, I don't really know. But anyway, here's a little bit from that conversation. My mom said that like the most eye-opening thing of their marriage was when she was reading the five description and she was like, oh my goodness, this is Jack. I feel like I wish I had this 30 years ago. Literally, she was like, it was the most shocking thing like of our marriage. Do you have a specific memory from high school that is deemed as most cringeworthy? It was just kind of who I was. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) I just was remembering um, 
how my dad had this coffee pot in the room and he was famous for having never, ever, ever, ever cleaned it. Yeah. And I think Zach maybe cleaned it one time and my dad threw a fit. Like, how dare you? Yeah, I'm sure. Clean the coffee pot. I'm sure the uh, barista star, Zach, did do that. Do you remember the rule that was instated because of something that he brought to school? No, what? He came to school with an open box of cereal. Frosted mini wheat. That's right. What makes you the most proud to be a three? I don't know that I would say that I'm necessarily proud because it's nothing I can like help. But I think what I like the most about being a three, there's two things. The first is efficiency. Threes are kind of known for being real efficiency junkies and being really good at multitasking. And then also the ability to just, you know, I see a huge task list because it's like, okay, once I get going, I know I can crank through this and I can find, you know, the the best, most efficient way to do this. As a three, you know, you, you care so much about being admired and being praised because that's where you derive your value from. That's the only real way that you know how to derive your value. And so you kind of put all of your eggs in one basket in terms of the the couple of things that you get praised for growing up. I've heard I've heard it said that human beings are like beautiful mansions with hundreds of rooms and each room is representative of a personality trait or a skill. And rather than tend to all of the rooms, threes just have like three or four rooms that are really, really beautifully decorated and gorgeous. And then the rest are all just like dark shadows and shut because they haven't been developed or poured into because that's not something that garnered them praise. And so it was neglected. There is a big part of me that wonders like, wow, I wonder if there's something that I have missed out on that would bring me a lot of enjoyment or that um, I would really love to do that I just, you know, turned away from because it didn't garner me immediate praise. In case it wasn't obvious, my hope is that Warmly builds a community that isn't afraid of its feelings. It's okay to be afraid of your feelings, but it's also okay to share them, even if it's terrifying. That said, if today's episode has inspired you or reminded you of your own story or something you'd like to share, please do submit a topic at warmlypod.com slash talk or complete the submission form at warmlypod.com slash my story. I mentioned this before, but many of you have apprehensively expressed a desire to record potentially in the future with me for Warmly. And I just want to say I will bully no one to do this. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. In fact, when I reach out to people or respond to people who say I want to do it, I present them with all the information and I say, again, this is your out. If you're not into this and if this is not your cup of tea, you are not hurting my feelings. I don't want to make any with anyone do anything that is really just not their thing. So this is this is how it goes. Once you have an inkling or desire, <laughs> if you have an inkling or a desire, all we need to do first to start off with is identify a topic. As you know, Warmly is all about having vulnerable conversation and our whole community is just really focused on working through and expressing and confronting topics and conversations, maybe hardships that were, you know, brushed under the rug maybe when we were younger or went unaddressed. 
So as you know, Warmly is a community that exists to empower people to share their stories vulnerably. Ultimately, we do talk a lot about the Enneagram, but my goal in in having this community in this space is to be specific about our pains, be specific about the way that we confronted uh, these realities and navigated those circumstances. So once we are able to, and you are able to pick a topic or identify something that you'd really like to share, you think would would have value here, um, I'll actually come up with a list of questions surrounding that particular topic. Um, I do ask a couple general questions like, tell me a little bit about yourself, like your just your origin story, where'd you grow up, tell me about your family, what do you do currently, what's your favorite color, blah, blah, blah. There's also a section about the Enneagram in in each of these in each of these question sheets. So, you know, what do you love about being an Enneagram, whatever? Um, what do you think is your greatest challenge? And then depending on kind of the topic, we may also tie in a couple Enneagram-related questions into the general theme of that episode. The focus of the episode, um, again, is 100% dependent on you and what you'd like to talk about, but um, I always provide you with a list of questions up up front beforehand so you can review. If you want, you can make notes. I've had people literally write out their answers in in like full-fledged sentence paragraphs, whatever. That's also okay. Whatever makes you feel most comfortable in, in really sharing your story. All that being said, I am just so thankful for all of the folks who have made this first six months of Warmly what it is, and I'm grateful that I can sit here today and celebrate um, not just these most streamed episodes, but every single story that's been shared here. I said it a couple weeks ago in this in the theme of sharing your story doesn't make it more valuable, but I think that in the context of what we're trying to do here, I've at least been witness to some extent of some of the implications and ramifications that these conversations in a public format have have sparked within your own lives personally. So thank you to everyone who has shared. Thank you in advance to everyone who's considering sharing their their stories with this community. I cannot wait to talk to you. And ultimately, I wish you the happiest season of all. And that about does it for today. That's it for today. Thanks for tagging along. In case you forgot, I'm your host, Kaya. And this, of course, is Warmly. If you haven't already, shared this episode or any episode that touched you with a friend. And if you'd like to hear more from us here at Warmly, visit warmlypod.com slash subscribe to get our newsletter. Special thanks go to the artist who wrote Warmly's very own one-of-a-kind theme music, A Day Without Love. To learn more or listen, visit adaywithoutlove.com. You can find their stuff on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, and anywhere else you could possibly want. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Warmly on Apple Podcasts.